Hello. Hello, everyone. Good day. <laughs> Welcome to Three Funny Ladies. That is Soisson Jacques. <laughs> that is Joseph Belly. Bonjour, bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. Oui, oui. oui Our oui. performance today will be en français. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh. Oh, fromage. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> and thank you. See you next week. Bonjour. <laughs> So today is uh, our first WePod. Our first one. How exciting. We're not going to be spending uh, all the time with you today that we have in the past. It doesn't mean that we don't still like you. It doesn't. It doesn't. This is not. We're not ghosting you. No. This right? is a, It's not always about you guys. <laughs> Clearly, it's always all about us. <laughs> That's why we started this. <laughs> We just want to prolong our selection of funny ladies and not run out of them. Yeah, because that's uh, unfortunately a risk that we run. I mean, there's only so many funny ladies in the world. There's a minuscule amount, as it's, we'll talk about today. It is finite. <laughs> finite. So we're here uh, every other week. We're going to be doing these wee pods, and we're going to look at documentaries and uh, stand-up specials. Maybe a book. Who knows? We're going to explore funny ladies in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to pick things like specific movies, documentaries, what have you, and talk about that thing as opposed to a specific lady. Yes. But they will always be relevant to the world of funny ladies. Correct. We're not going to start talking about Don Johnson. I don't know. That's the first name that came to my head. <laughs> he, he is a pillar of comedy. <laughs> He is neither funny nor a lady. Nor a pillar of any sort. No, 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 no. But (laughs) for the second week in a row, we have a three, kind of three emails. Three? This is like burning the house down. So why uh, why don't you kick us off? All right. This is from our friend Richard Python. And it says, hi, you two. Sorry, I'm a week behind because of the move. He moved recently. Congratulations. Yes, he just bought a house. He surely did. With his his lover. (laughs) (laughs) The word lover is so gross. It is so gross. I don't care if it's a man, if it's a woman, if it's, I don't care what it is. Lover is disgusting. (laughs) It is super gross. So Richard and his lover bought a house. (laughs) Oh, God. Just. Okay. So I remember watching Muriel's wedding for a family movie night. Oh, my goodness. I do not recall who picked it out, but I do remember that we had rented it. We were very disappointed during the viewing because it was just so sad. Back cancer. Back cancer. back cancer. Is that like back fat? Yeah. Oh my God. I've got this huge back cancer. Oh my God. I can't put my bras. Uh, <laughs> suicide. Loser lady trying on dresses. Oh, certainly did this. This did not contain the laughs that we were hoping for. At the end of the film, my father took the VHS box of Mur- Muriel's wedding and on the side of it, at the top where the little blue sticker said comedy 
he prefaced it with the words not a which, <laughs> which elicited the only laughs of the evening times loved the episode. oh boy yeah it was that's, it was real sad that's real funny <laughs> back cancer always brings the laughs always superbly funny Uh, Our next email is from Krista C. And the subject is Parker Posey fan. Uh, And she says, hello, Joe and Suze, a.k.a. Swoos. Long time listener, first time caller. But seriously, every Monday I want to email you, but I have failed both of you up until now, smiley face. This podcast means so much to me. It starts my week off right and never disappoints. The show feels so intimate, fun, and like I'm hanging out with you two. All of the funny lady episodes resonate with me, but this one especially, Parker Posey. I've been a longtime fan of hers, and it started with Dazed and Confused, yes. My favorite being House of Yes. She is truly so original and iconic in every one of her roles, hoping to see more of her. Side notes for Joe. I, too, loved this year's Oscars. It felt so fresh and intimate. Lovely. That's nice to know that people agree with me. (laughs) And then... (laughs) We are always looking for validation. That's why we want these (laughs) emails. Absolutely. Why do you think we come to you every week? Please love us. Uh, And then she also says, I stand Betty Draper and don't feel she gets enough love. Amen, sister. Thanks for the show. Love you guys. XO, Krista. Aw, Krista. So we lovely. Love you. Thanks. Thanks. And then there's one more from Joelle. Longtime listener, longtime communicator. <laughs> uh, hey, ladies. Great episode on Parker this week. Also, it was so nice to hear the several mentions of Hal Hartley, one of my favorite filmmakers. Mm. Looking forward to see where things go with the new episode format. Well, here you go. It starts right now. Da 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 da. And special shout out to BJP for unraveling the mystery of Chris in the morning. Much love, Joel. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we got it right. Yes. Well, you know, Brandy Joe got it right. I don't even remember the full conversation. (laughs) (laughs) That is the weird thing about doing these. It's like people say things to us afterwards, and it's like, I don't remember saying that. I don't know what you're. Or I'll be like, how did you know that? (laughs) And they'll be like, it's you. Talked about it. You, you told you told me. You told everyone. <laughs> you told all 12 of us who listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we dig into what we're going to talk about today, I just I want to give the special shout out that Girls 5 Eva drops today on Peacock. Can't wait to dig in. Oh, yes. Yes. And uh, anything else? Anything uh, on your tomato, hot tomato reading? I don't know. I don't what? know. I'm I, sorry. I'm what? not sure. nothing nothing to report is there anything on your don johnson meter (laughs) (laughs) and today in john don johnson news you know what Uh, okay real quick i loved him in uh house of knives house of knives that is not the name of the movie at all are you talking about miami vice (laughs) no what am i talking about oh knives out knives out House of Knives. It's the sequel to House of Yes with Don Johnson and Parker Posey. What a horrible pairing. <laughs> House what of Knives will continue after these messages. What the fuck? Where did my brain... You guys, I just... 
House of Knives. He was great in that. I loved it. Loved. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. <laughs> House of Knives is so great, you guys. So good. Um. So, yeah, what are we talking about today? Well, today, with our first WePod, we are digging into a documentary that is on Hulu. And it is Hulu. called Hysterical. Yeah. It is a film by Andrea Nevins, and this is what IMDb has to say in a quick nutshell. Hysterical is an honest and hilarious backstage pass into the lives of some of stand-up comedy's most boundary-breaking women. Yeah. What did you think of this of this movie? It's so it's so funny. I I didn't I was emotional at the end and I did oh, not boy. expect that. Yeah. I loved this movie so much. It is yes. both hysterical yes. and so sobering yeah, and just slaps you in the face with yeah. unwanted reality. Yeah. But just so funny. I, I literally L-O-L so many times. Like, yeah. hearty laughter. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, oof. Yeah, d- please don't get it twisted if you went like like much like Muriel's wedding. Don't don't go into it thinking like, oh my god, it's gonna it's uh yeah, no, it's like I said, I, I was emotional at the end. It was it was wow. Also, I could never do stand-up, I gotta say that. I have always had a fascination with it. Like I've always wished that I would have the bravery to do it. Yeah. I don't know that I'm really funny enough to do it anyway. And it's here's the funny thing for me about stand-up is that it looks so effortless. Like they just someone just gets up there with yeah. a microphone and that's and they go. But there's so much work involved in writing the jokes and writing out the whole sequence and yes. trying it out, cutting this, adding this. I'm gonna pause here. I'm going to look down here. I'm yeah. going to walk away here. Yeah, that's too much work for me. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm not putting that I'm not putting that kind of effort in. I'm sorry. And like and dealing with hecklers. Oh my gosh, yeah. And yeah, I I I like collaborative work better. You know, it's less scary when you know that someone is up there who has your back. Yeah, for sure. I think it takes, I mean, obviously you have to want to do stand-up. Right. And obviously the ladies in this documentary, and I'm sure all of them, are obviously so completely dedicated to the craft of it. Yeah. And just that whole idea of like, you have to perform every fucking night. You have to get wherever you can. If it's a fucking laundromat, you go and you perform and you yeah. just get that experience because that's the only way you're going to learn. Yeah. And that that seems so daunting to me. <laughs> also telling the same jokes over and over and over again. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It was interesting to me, the women who were in this being interviewed and the women who weren't in it. Right. That like it, uh, When I started it, I was like, mm, this seems weird. In what way? Uh, what do you mean? How do you mean that? So, like, I thought it would be, like, more historical in, like, let's talk to Whoopi Goldberg. Let's talk mm. to people like that who, and they can tell us really a kind of timeline of things. But I think that's also the point is that that timeline isn't over. Like, it, it's still an ongoing thing in stand-up comedy. And, and what hit me especially was you know 
when people say, well, I'm in a, I'm in a male dominated field. I'm in a male dominated field. I'm in a male dominated field. Really. There's very few fields that aren't. Yes. But comedy itself, especially I would think stand-up comedy. I mean, here's the thing guys. And there is one part of it and I don't want to skip ahead too much, but guys can just go up there and scream angry things. And people just think it's hysterical. Mm-hmm. And a woman really has to craft what she says. And and really, all of her things come from a very personal experience. Yeah. And that's what I, I really enjoyed the whole sort of trajectory of this and like how, I mean, going way back, you know, to like sort of Moms Mabley and yeah, Gene Carroll and like Toady Fields, who I remember from growing up. And Joan Rivers, of course. Mm-hmm. And just now how there was um, the one Marina Franklin was someone that I was not familiar with before this documentary. And I just adored her. Mm-hmm. But her struggle with breast cancer and how she sort of brought that into her stand up. Yeah. And just how how you get how you, and how when she told everyone and Judy Gold was like, oh, my God, you're going to you're going to share that. You're going to take it on stage. Yeah. And she and was so, so excited. excited. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that's so cool how people are able to take something that's so personal and make it funny, but then it becomes so relatable for everyone in the room. Yes. Which I just admire that so much. Yes. Yes. And I think it was Judy who said this. I was just going so fast. Right at the top, they were, you know, why do you think women are funny basically and she said because we've been dabbling in our emotions longer than men and i <laughs> was so like great. oh my god girl. <laughs> yes it's so great and it just really i mean obviously i know this but it just this film i think for me really crystallized how long straight white men have been forming the narrative of what and it's what they want. So right. it's women have always been in the background up until, you know, recently when they've been getting more vocal about that's not how it's going to be. Uh-huh. But just like back in the 50s and you know all of that like you stay home and like you have to you don't work and you stay in the kitchen and all that and it's just how much and how long that perception has been going on that just everybody bought into that narrative, mm-hmm. you know? Well, there was that part, and I've always known this, but God, Jerry Lewis was a piece of shit. Huh? That's exactly what I wrote. I said, Jerry Lewis is a piece of shit. That's exactly what I wrote. He is such, because, oh God, I feel like, especially howard stern because norm mcdonald is a piece of shit as well apparently i wrote norm mcdonald Artie lang pos pieces of shit let me say this though and this is not this is not a god i can't think of the word my brain doesn't work anymore you guys this is not a justification for it but i feel like when you're on something like howard stern i think maybe especially men because it comes naturally, they feed into that energy, right? And they feed into, well, this is going to be super funny if I say, you know, this is the brand, let's shit on women. I still think he's a piece of shit. But the thing that smacked me about Jerry Lewis is that, and I can't remember, they were on some sort of panel or something. Yeah. 
Norm Macdonald was like, eh, this is, I'm going to say women are shitty and that's funny. Jerry Lewis was like angry. Yeah. He was mad. And basically was like, I don't like to see women debasing themselves and not being ladylike. Right. And not being ladylike. Don't well, fuck do you, that. You piece right. of shit. I've never liked Jerry Lewis. I, I, I have never liked him either. Even less watching this. An, another cringy moment was, do, it was a Dr. Drew interview, a clip of a Dr. Drew interview with one of the ladies. And I don't have the context. They only showed a clip. But he says, you must be so funny because your sister is so pretty. Right. And that was Nikki Glaser. Yes. And here's the thing. I get I get that line of thinking. And she and and I, I think she probably has some of that stuff in her act, which is maybe why he said it. But it's because it, and she says it's because, you know, her sister was pretty. And so how does she get her attention? She mm-hmm. needs a thing to get attention, but because it's Dr. Drew, he's sketch as well. Um, I was just like, wow, man, like, yeah, that's probably true, but really. <laughs> and <laughs> it, just the whole, like back in the sick, like Ed Sullivan, um, Johnny Carson, even when they were introduced female comedians, would be like, here comes little Joan Rivers. Here comes the little pixie lady, whoever. Right. It was right. all these stupid diminutive, diminutive, adjectives that were used yeah she's so pretty but she's about to get crazy like yeah what is that Uh, it's just it's so weird and all and it also goes into a uh, amy schumer bit that they showed um where she's talking about like newer female comics that are like wow there's a lot of um abuse and misogyny and stuff and amy schumer's like Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, you guys gonna do anything about that? Or <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, I guess we oh, should. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess maybe we should because. And listen, improv is one hundred percent different. I mean, stand up is like a totally different world. You just you got to do it on your own. It's a totally different thing. It takes more dedication. It takes more work. But even stuff that little micro things that I've been through, you don't even think about it. It's just, that's what it is. That's how it is. That's how it is. And so to have someone come up and be like, that's shitty. What is happening to you and I is shitty and not right. And for you to go, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kind of used to it. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's also along the same line. So interesting where they brought up the whole concept of going on the road is just so much riskier when yeah. you're a woman. And it's something, again, I never thought of that either. And just the number of women who had been touched, assaulted, attacked on the road. That guy, the one who, the guy, the fan found out where her hotel was. Oh and God. came and pounded on her door, like, all night yeah. long. It's just crazy. Like, the things you don't think about and just the shit that women put up with, like, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. Well, and Wanda Sykes had that um, great bit about... Uh, don't you wish you could leave your pussy at home? Yes. <laughs> You're just out jogging. It's any time of night. And some guy starts to come up to you and like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I left my pussy at home. She's at home. Left and it at home. <laughs> I left it at home. Sorry. Because it is. I You can't. I'm always very cognizant of, you know, what time is it? How dark is it? What part of the neighborhood am I in? And I have, and and men will say this to women who complain their first which 
think about it when you say it, dudes, my dudes. And those kind of dudes are not listening to this, so I don't know why I'm saying it. (laughs) But when the first line of defense is you don't have to worry about being assaulted, you're too fat or ugly. That's your first line of defense. So what you're saying is, oh, yeah, we do it, but you got to be hot. (laughs) But I'm also here to tell you it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. If you have boobs and a vagina, it doesn't matter how you look. There is some dude who will be more than happy to assault you or insult you or degrade you or make you feel scared. And that's just like, yeah, that can't be your first defense. I'm too fat to sexually assault. Okay, cool. I'm so happy. I guess let me just go and eat a cheeseburger because then I'll be safe. It's not true, people. It's not true. And I mean, this is why white men, especially, are so the way they are now because everyone they're getting called on their shit that's been going on for thousands of years. Right. And they feel like they're being attacked. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. When it's just like you just can't do that shit anymore. Yeah. And it's the other thing, the other piece of that is that men don't, Wendy Liebman said it. She says, men don't want women to be funny. And I never, I don't think I ever really thought of it that way. And listen, when we say men, it's, it, these are vast generalizations, obviously. Okay. Of course. Of course. But, because I was thinking about, they had a lot of stuff at the top, especially from Fortune Feimster about like, why do you do this? Mm-hmm. Why are you funny? And that old joke of, well, it's the trauma, which is true, 100%. Yeah. And so I started to think about why I do it. And yes, there's trauma, but that honestly didn't even come till later. For me, it's about power. Because so many people, one of the things I hear so often, and I'm sure you hear about it as an actor as well, is, oh, my God, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. I could never get in front of people and do that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're so, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it's such a fear for so many people, especially looking the way I look, not being conventionally air quotes, beautiful, to be able to get up on stage and make people laugh. It's such a fucking power trip. I'm just going to be honest. It's a power trip. It's like, see, I'm in spite of yourself. I made you laugh with me instead of at me. So it's about power. And for me, anyway, and when Wendy Liebman said, well, men don't want women to be funny, it's because they know, I think they know how powerful it feels. And also, I've said this before, a really funny woman is going to be funnier than any man, maybe except George Carlin. But um, so when women have power, they're the most powerful people in the room. And men don't want that. Yeah, I buy that. It's like Fortune Feimster was also talking about, you know, she would start her set and see all the men with their arms crossed. Yes. And then eventually their arms would become uncrossed. And then yeah. by the end, they'll be just like guffawing with everybody else. Yes. And then they come up to her at the meet and greet and be like, I didn't think you were going to be funny, but I thought you were funny. I, <laughs> to, 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 uh, you would be shocked. No, you wouldn't be shocked. How many white men feel so safe saying bullshit like, <laughs> 
you know, you came out and I thought, oh, here we go. But you were really funny. Or like, I didn't think you could play that part because you're a woman, but you were great. It's like the fact that you feel comfortable enough to say that straight onto my face right. is it's like, frightening to me. Thank, thank you, I yeah. guess. And what about Kelly Bachman, new on the scene, doing that set in front of fucking Harvey Weinstein? I was, my jaw was on the floor, like, oh my fucking God. I was so scared watching that. Like I was so scared. Booing her, like, man, of Told course you can hear her. Shut going, up. Boo! Yeah, yeah. But then you heard other people, you know, like just encouraging her. Yeah. Brave, 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 brave. To be new on the scene. Yeah. To be in a, a room, a woman, to be in a room with. I'm assuming other powerful people. I would assume he was right. Yeah. Gotten her places Mm -hmm. and to be like, it is my job as a comedian to call out the elephant in the room. Like there's a rapist here. You guys. Yeah. There's a rapist here. If for no other reason. And I think you all should watch this movie. You haven't, but just to watch this section of it is really, really spectacular. And I would have started, as soon as someone said, shut up, I would have started crying and laughed, or I would have gone into my regular set. And she said that her mind frame was, no, I have to keep going. And she did. And she did. And women started clapping and other people started like, yes, and encouraging her. It's people, women aren't going to shut up anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an, it's enough. It's enough. Especially when let's face it we're the stronger sex really <laughs> what are you talking that's about why we, <laughs> that's why we have the babies you guys <laughs> and i was also phyllis diller they didn't show her a lot but i just love her oh my god so love. much especially like all of those women of that time just again how brave for them to do, like, I can't even imagine yeah. all the shit they put up with. Like, yeah. Moms Mabley, especially being an African-American woman back yeah. then, and she was funny. Yeah. And, of course, we talked about the whole Kathy Griffin brouhaha. Uh, Kathy Griffin, I, I have a love-hate relationship with her. Like, sometimes I think she's so funny, and then other times I'm like, ugh, shut up. And that whole Trump thing. And I didn't even think about this because they showed it in them because she held up that picture of a fake severed head of Donald Trump. And she apologized and all this stuff. And then they in the movie, they show like there are bands that have big backdrops of pictures of killing Trump. Or uh, There's one band that does it for every president, whoever's president they do it for. Or other comedians who've done this. And she got such backlash yep. and such hate and anderson cooper dropped her like a hot rock yeah asshole. i was very disappointed in yep. him yeah yep. what an ass like yep. really dude like you're an asshole like that's your friend yeah and then threw her over for fucking andy cohen who let don't get me started on Andy Cohen. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I cannot. But it's a testament to her talent and also to the women who supported her. Yes. And the other comics, regardless of gender, who supported her. She bounced back. She sure the fuck did. Sold out that follow up world tour. 
And the thing about Kathy Griffin, she's also very, she's a businesswoman. Yes. Very smart. She is very, very smart. She, uh, she's not going to run out of money because she has been very smart her whole career. And I don't always find her funny, but God damn it. She, I, I found a new found respect for her because actually when she apologized and I feel bad for saying this, but when she apologized, I was like, no, I'm disappointed in you. Why are you apologizing? If this were a dude, he would not be apologizing. Yeah. He would be going on Howard Stern. Howard Stern would be praising him and all these people would be praising him. And, it, uh, so, and but I think especially as a woman, it's your gut reaction to just apologize or to actually, and I'm not saying she was fake at all. I really believe that she truly meant the apology because I I can only speak for myself. My brain goes to, oh my God, someone was hurt. Well, let me analyze why they could be hurt. Oh, I can see why they would be hurt or offended. You know what? I'm going to genuinely apologize. And you're not thinking of the fact that no one else would have done that. No one else would have apologized because you don't need to. Yeah. Not for that. Yeah. I do also have to give, well, hang on. I have to backtrack there a second because they also show a little bit of a couple of clips from the movie Punchline. Have you seen Punchline? I have not seen it. Okay. I want to see it. All right. Well, I'm going to withhold this then and we'll maybe we'll visit this down the line. No, no, no. Tell me because I'll forget. I'll forget. Well, it's just, I, uh, that movie bothers me so much because in my opinion, Sally Field is so much. No, I'm going to, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. Okay. But I do want to say that over the past few episodes, we have mentioned a lot of people who we dislike for no reason. (laughs) Yes. But in this film, there is someone who I just adore and love so deeply. Again, for that X factor of I don't know why. Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard. I love her so much. And I don't know why. But I just do. I think I know why. Why? Because she exudes joy. She really does. She just makes me laugh. Yeah. She's just one of those people that. You just, she's not going to hurt you. (laughs) She's just, she's here to smile and make other people smile. It's just a feeling you get from her. She's just, yeah, I love her too. And I haven't seen enough of her stuff. Yeah, that's why. Because she's just so, when she smiles, it's just like, mm, it just warms your heart. Yeah, I do. I love her too. I just adore her. And also such great, I thought, insight from Margaret Cho in this oh my gosh i was surprised like i didn't realize until the end but like there was no sarah silverman in this which i thought was surprising that was the other thing when they started showing clips of just that i was like wait a minute i wanted to hear and i'm wondering yeah paula poundstone (laughs) we did get elaine boozler i it made me think at the end if it was a choice to have younger maybe lesser known or if it was if certain people were asked and they said no Mm, yeah i guess that's possible because i'm wondering if there were people that were like i don't because and i forgot her name it wasn't nikki glazer it was another girl and they said why do you think that people think women aren't funny. And she got visibly agitated and was like, I thought we weren't going to talk about that. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if there were people who 
were just like, no, it's, I'm, we're not going to talk about that because someone else said, I think it was the same girl actually, who said, I I want this to become a thing that we don't have to talk about anymore. And so I'm wondering if there were specific people that were like, no, I'm not doing it because no, or God forbid, which I could understand why they would do this too. No, I don't want to do that because I don't want to hurt what I already have going. I wonder. I would have loved to heard from like Whoopi Goldberg though. Yeah. They do show some clips at the end of people who were not interviewed in the film. And she was one of them. They show her a couple of times, I think, but yeah. But all in all, just, I thought so well done and just made me feel so many different things in an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I, it really did. I was, I was emotional at the end. It was very strange and I'm not a stand up comic. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I love you all so much. <laughs> Man. Well, I think it's really something to admire. I mean, it really, because, because we know what we know about that world and we don't even know, I'm sure a 10th of, you know, what happens right. in that world, but right. just, well, I think watching people do what they do because they have to do it. And going through what they must be going through in order to achieve what they've achieved. Yeah. I think that's very admirable. Yeah. Yeah. I could never do it. They're all truly amazing. And then the other thing, Lisa Lampanelli leaving. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that she retired. She looks great. She looks uh, amazing. She looks like a totally different person. She really does. I love her hair. Oh my God. Her hair is like, I want my hair like that. And I was like, actually my hair is kind is, of like that. Yeah, just not. Yeah. But not just like down. But um, I think maybe platinum blonde with some blue in there. I think maybe my next <laughs> step. I, yeah. No, it was just, it really, if you love stand up, if you're just curious, you know, like I, like we both have said, it's, it's a, it's an eye opener. It's sobering a little bit, but yeah, give it a watch. For sure. Like it. Two, two likes. Two likes. Two, two likes. likes. Two way likes. And it's funny because <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Maybe they listen. I highly doubt it, but who knows? Right after I watched it like moments after i'm on facebook and i see someone is doing improv workshops to teach improv and i immediately got angry because they've been doing improv for i don't know probably as long as we've been talking today (laughs) and they're going to teach workshops and i'm just like here's the thing it's not brain surgery listen listen we know okay we know it's not brain it's not brain surgery okay but not everyone can do it and just because you've done it once doesn't mean you should do a workshop about it sorry it just it was and and of course it was a white male and so it just fed into like Oh God! I'm ripping this desk over. So, and just sort of the um, yeah, the confidence that it takes to be like, yeah, sure, I can do this. I've seen a show. Let me teach you. Yeah, yeah I got this. Yeah, I got this. It's Hold been, my anybody can do this, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, yeah, it gave me so many feelings. 
it gave yeah. me so many feelings. <laughs> I, uh, I do want to share another quote. Uh, Fortune Feimster said, genetics were not on my side. That's why I'm funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Her, like, childhood pictures. Okay. Oh, my God. Her business suit bit. Oh my God, her mom so put her in business suit. Oh, her shoulders haven't come in yet. She needs shoulder pads, which I have never thought about that way. And it's so fucking funny. My shoulders haven't come in yet. <laughs> I, shoulders. I adore Fortune Beamster. Also, it was it was so funny how she looked. No, listen, she looks exactly. When she was a child, she looks exactly like she does today. Yeah. Built exactly the same way in all the same places, except she was just shorter. Yeah. Just, just like, compact, more compact. Her hair was exactly <laughs> the same. And for, to me, that was so funny. <laughs> my mother decided, me, decided to put me in little business suits. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so oh, funny. So great. I loved it. Yep, me too. Watch it. Watch it. Like it. Learn from it. I don't know what you're going to learn <laughs> Take notes, you people who want to. I don't know. Next week, we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. We are. And who is on deck? We are going to speak about Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Lovely. I love her. I will not be watching Seinfeld, though. No, because... We hate Seinfeld. We sure do. Oh, don't get me started on Seinfeld. So, yeah, uh, uh, that is always when someone, if there's some sort of question prompt or something, what's an unpopular opinion that you have? And I say, I fucking hate Seinfeld. It's terrible. Man, sister. It's terrible. And if a woman tried to make that show, they would tell her no. <laughs> right. We're not going to see a show called Tenuta. <laughs> we should have her so much. I want to check on her, make sure she's okay. <laughs> But it, I, but honestly, that would instantly it would already win me over because the name <laughs> Tanuda, I know, like just Tanuda. I'd be like, yes, I'm watching every episode. I don't care. I'm watching it because it's hysterical. <laughs> Seinfeld. The name Seinfeld isn't funny. Tanuda. Yes. What yeah. is it? ABC, NBC. What is it? I'll be there. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I am I'll be there. there. <laughs> if it's just a blank screen with like her headshot. Yes. Five stars. Let's do this. It would be better than Seinfeld. Yes. Because Seinfeld is fucking terrible. <laughs> now write all the emails you want about that. people. Yeah. <laughs> at us. Three funny ladies at gmail.com. Yeah, add us to your Gmail. <laughs> at. Oh, I thought you said add us. I did, but I meant at, not ad. Okay. <laughs> Remember when Gmail tried to make that a thing where you could add friends? Yes. It was like Gmail circle. Yes. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. I was on it for like a day, and I was like, "What am I doing? I know. I'll just send the person an email <laughs> and then see them on Facebook." Exactly. We don't need to put them together. We don't, oh, oh, hey, I just sent you an email. Just thought I'd let you know here on this circle. Okay. Yeah, I've already seen it, dude. What are we doing? Nice try, Google. Follow us on the Insta, Three Funny Ladies, the numeral three. In both cases. Yeah. On all, just the things, on all the things, all on the our things. OnlyFans. <laughs> our OnlyFans. Oh, you don't want to see that. Oh my God, we should. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I that guess um, we'll talk 
We'll talk to you guys next week. Talk to you next week. Okay. um, Bye. Bye.